Hi, I'm Elvis the Main Ace. Welcome to the podcast, How to Get Away with Slender. The podcast that delves into all things leisure, entertainment, and viral news. Do stick around and let's have a great time together. Thanks for taking time out to check out the podcast as well. Let's get straight into it, man. Okay, some days are just weird. (laughs) There's no other way to explain it, man, or say it. Some days are just simply best described as weird. Today is one of those days. I wake up this morning, saw mad notifications on Twitter, right? And then I hop on Twitter when I got to the office. Yo, let me just go to my phone. Let me just see what the fuck is happening. Why is everybody blowing up my mentions on Twitter? And then I see this mad long thread about how great we were at Cosmo FM and just how wonderful Cosmo FM was. And people were just giving testimonies of how Cosmo as a radio station affected them and helped them, you know, give them joy and give them all the entertainment that they needed at a time when the options were really not that much, amongst many other things. And they went on to list so many people, my humble self inclusive, (laughs) of how, you know, some of the things that we did and... Some days we didn't really feel like going to work and we had a lot of internal shit, you know. Not because we didn't like each other, but, you know, because Cosmo was in a, in a, ahead of its time. Let me just put it that way. So there was so much happening on from the outside and so much within as well. One of the things that a lot of people do not know about that whole Cosmo experience was because we refused to align with any political party and we refused, you know, to be one of those radio stations that you could tell their philosophy other than the fact that we were just such a great entertainment radio station. A lot of people who had prejudices and biases and wanted alliances didn't quite like us. But the majority of the people, as far as my experience is concerned, fucked with us heavy. And it's mad that 19 years after, let that sink in, 19 years after Cosmo FM Enugu, people are still mad raving about it. Boy, when I got on Twitter this morning, I was so touched that my name even came up. I was humbled. From the bottom of my heart, I appreciate you. Anyone who tweeted something and just referenced whatever I did back in the day um, from my hip-hop show to the sports to the news to when I started doing the drive time show. Look, man, I love every one of y'all back and I really, really am touched, deeply touched. And I, I, I wouldn't have... Being able to shine on that platform without Spaceman, a dear friend and colleague of mine, without Timmy T, dear friend and colleague as well, Sydney, JD, DD, so many, too many to mention. 
Ike Odogu, the DJs, Grand Fingers, FX2, uh, Jeff is Death, <laughs> crazy motherfucker, Jeff is Death. Look, man, so many, so many, man. And the ladies, all of you, sweet girls, love y'all. Man, it was a great experience and such a great time. And I think it's very important that now that I have my own platform and I'm trying to build my own platform, it's important that I just take this time out to just appreciate you guys. Because th when I think about it, I wouldn't be here without Cosmo FM. Let's be honest. There's no radio station and no disrespect to any other radio station that I've worked at. There was none that I enjoyed as much as my time on Cosmo. And I believe I'm, I speak the minds of everyone who was at Cosmo at the time as well. It wasn't perfect, but it was great to be there because the minds were just awesome. And we pushed and challenged ourselves. It's hard to find such a team. You know, it's kind of like, you know, when you have all these FIFA 11 type teams... That was what we had. It was special. And I, I am truly humbled. And I thank you, everyone who has gone on Twitter to appreciate Cosmo and people who work there. Look, man, nothing but love for y'all, man. Appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you, man. All right, so before I leave this Twitter thing, let me quickly just mention that I put out a tweet uh, a couple of days ago asking ph rappers to send their dope songs to me i didn't state exactly why and thank you so much you didn't ask why you just sent it to me appreciate everyone who has sent their songs to me so far gracias muchos or muchos gracias however <laughs> anyways the reason why i'm asking that you send your dope tracks to me is because my brother razy is working on a platform for rappers and I'm going to send some of those songs, the ones that are really dope, that stand out, to him. And he reached out. He said, send me dope stuff from PH. Because I know your ears is always to the ground and you like rap music. So let me know what you think is dope. Send it to me. I'm going to try to put it on my rap show because my rap show is going national. And I thought that was a big deal. So I put it on Twitter and the response from PH rappers has been enormous. It's been great. So I honestly didn't expect it. Like, it's crazy that a lot of you are looking for a platform to be heard. I'm just going to say this right now. Anytime you have something that you think is dope, just check my profile. Email it to me. I'm definitely going to use it on my podcast if I think it's dope enough. I'm going to send it to my colleagues in the media who can plug it. Always feel free to hit me with something dope. So shout out to all the PH rappers. If you haven't done it yet, go to my profile. Check out my email. Send me what you think is dope. Only what you think is dope because that's crucial. It's not going to work if it's not dope. All right. So make sure what you send is really dope. All right. Okay, so I went to the post office this morning, right? And I had to go pick up something because I got a text message from the post office. And they said, come pick up uh, something that you had ordered. I ordered it a long time ago. But, you know, because of the coronavirus thing with everywhere shut down, it was impossible to go pick anything up. 
So I guess they're open now and they just sent me a message to come pick up something. So I go to pick up a little something, something. And I see that there are a couple of people there as well, you know. When I went, it was just two of us. And then a couple of people started coming. Obviously, they sent the messages to people who had stuff that they hadn't picked up in a while. And I noticed that this social distancing thing, we still do not get it. And there are two ways that I see it. Either one, the establishments are not enforcing it. Or two, as individuals, we simply take it for granted. I know. Most people are walking around with a face mask, covering just their mouths. I know. But is that enough, though? This is the question I was asking myself, because there's a small window that you have to talk through to the guy who's behind the counter, sorting out your parcel, your package, and shit like that. And everybody who comes just comes to that small window. It's a window. It's just a fucking small window. If you've ever been to the post office on Station Road here in, or Moscow Road, or Station Road here in Potaka, you would know what I'm saying. It's just a small window, a cubicle, where they're inside and they just talk to you through. And I noticed that everybody who comes just comes straight to the counter and everybody just puts their hand on that same counter and everyone writes with the same pen. Look, People with their face mask half on, you know, just hanging from their chin. And I just took, quickly took some steps back and I said to myself, you know what, Elvis? Your parcel is not worth dying for. (laughs) Yeah, man, this parcel is not worth dying for. So I just took some steps back and I said to the guy, just let me know when it's my turn. Because you know what, as a people, first of all, we really do not have that discipline to queue up anyways. So add that to this whole situation where we are demanding that people should actually just be orderly and be spaced. It's very hard for people to understand. And this is not to say that all establishments are not taking this seriously because that would be a lie. Because, you know, some, some malls are doing a fantastic job. At the uh, checkout counters, they have clearly, you know, marked the the ground where, you know, you can stand like meters away from the next person. Fantastic. You know, some malls have that outside as well. Even in Port Harcourt, you have seen that. But I think when these things have to do with government agencies, parastatals, establishments, I think they'd be a a little bit more laxed. And it should not be so. It shouldn't be so. Just because it's a government agency, people should not be... And if you deal with a lot of people, if you attend to a lot of people at your job, say maybe you're a front desk person or you are a cashier or something of the sort, a secretary or something, if you deal with people, I think it's your responsibility to ask these people to always socially uh, distance themselves. To maintain social distancing. The fact that you're wearing a face mask is is not going to just cut it. I mean, you're putting everybody at risk. And especially now with the cases rising every day even in PH. Like today, some banks were short. I'm I'm not going to name those banks. 
But some banks were shut down. At least branches of some of these banks were shut down because some people have reportedly died in PH. And you know how they do the contact tracing thing and NCDC have decided that it's best to shut down those banks. So don't be surprised if you go somewhere today and some of those banks are shut. It's because coronavirus is actually out here killing people. And people are still taking it for granted. So always do the needful. Maintain the social distance. Um, Wear the face mask properly. Don't just hang it on your chin. It's not like a fashion accessory. (laughs) Some people are turning it into that. You know, they have really fashionable ones and they found a way to just wear it on their chin. That's not what it's for. Uh, so do the needful man and always wash your hands because this thing is really out here killing people the numbers the other day from lagos was over 200 in one day over 200 people in one day in river state it's also on the rise now whether we agree or not the fact is and i know a lot of us don't want to agree and I know because governments uh, is uh, being governments all over uh, relaxing or easing the lockdowns, and you know it seems like life is getting back to normalcy. People think this thing is gone. No, it's not. The numbers are going up. The numbers are going up for real. So don't be fooled by the ease of the lockdown, even in PH or Lagos or wherever you are. Make sure you do the needful. And protect yourself because this thing is out here killing people. There's no other way to say it, man. And you can believe the conspiracy theorists as much as you want and tell yourself all types of shit. Like I was telling my wife this morning, man. I said, babe, do you remember when HIV came? It's a virus too. Do you remember how some people used to say, man, fuck that shit. It doesn't exist. Don't you have a friend who said... Yo, man, fuck that, man. I'm not using any fucking condoms, man. Condoms, sex with condoms is not really sex. People talk shit like that. And then we, we now heard of people dying of HIV. Celebrities dying of HIV. People around us dying of AIDS. That shit is real. That shit is real and has no cure. The same for coronavirus. Uh, they're talking about hydroxychloroquine being... What they're using to manage it for now. WHO has said people should not. But thank God Nigerian government said, you know what, we we will not do that. We will not suspend using hydroxychloroquine for the moment. I read that somewhere the other day. Which I think is fantastic. It's a good thing. I applaud the Nigerian government to be for being that bold. You know, because when you don't have a cure, I think... You should be allowed to try what you can. Okay. And this is not me being, you know, that Trump supporter. Because I don't really think I'm a Trump supporter. I'm not. You know, but I just think that, you know, try what you can. Trump says, I'm taking hydroxychloroquine. Yeah. He's not sick yet. And people have come out to say when they go to the quarantine centers, uh, they've been given malaria drugs of course chloroquine is a malaria drug look nobody's saying that that's a cure i don't think anyone has come out to say that that's a cure but it helps with managing the symptoms 
So I don't even understand WHO these days. Like, why are you fucking saying people should not use hydroxychloroquine? Why the fuck are you saying that, though? You, you haven't given us a cure. The Madagascar thing that was working, at least for them, from the numbers we saw, it was working for them, right? Uh, all of a sudden, we're hearing, you know, we're not so sure. We don't think it works. You know, they're not just being very clear and, you know, coming out to say, yo, try this. So the world is in a limbo right now. And I think it's okay if people want to try different remedies as long as it doesn't kill them. That's my opinion. And I think people should be allowed and governments should be smart and not just follow blindly the WHO or whoever it is. You know, try what works for you. If there were a cure, then okay, it will be crazy for you to insist on your own cure. But we do not have a cure. Why do you want to stop people from, you know, trying what they what they can try? So yeah, fuck all that. Let everybody try what they can try. If you, I'm a strong advocate for herbal medicine. If you have means to, I mean, traditional medicine. Who says the cure has to always be orthodox anyway? As Africans especially. And I tell my colleagues all the time, way before orthodox medicine, which has so many side effects, our people in Africa used to live so long, so strong. They'll be going to the farms and doing hard labor at 70, 80 years. I'm I'm talking women. You know? So, that should tell you something about going the organic route with everything. You know, so I am a strong advocate for traditional medicine. I'm a strong advocate for anything that's organic. And I think this is the time as Africans to take advantage and look inwards. You know, take embrace this tradomedical guys. If I were not that and if I were the Ministry of Health, Ministry of Science and Technology, this is what I'll be doing. Embrace them, bring them close and say, yo, this cures gonorrhea, for example. Look at what's in the herbs. And, you know, just basically learn something because it works. (laughs) Some of these things actually work. That's what I'm saying, man. It works. I I know that the... The West don't want us to go that route. And a lot of people are not comfortable with us going the trial medical route because a lot of us think we are so educated and know so much these days. But do we really know more or know better though? Do we really know better? That's the question. You know what I'm saying? Like with this whole formal education thing, Do we really know better though? I am not sure. I can't categorically say we are now better off with Western education. I don't, I don't, I can't say that for sure. That's my point of view though. And everyone is entitled to theirs, so fuck it, that's mine. Okay, so let's move away from all of that serious shit. 
and all that depressing talk about dying and shit. Let's talk about some entertainment shit. Which we all love, by the way. We all love to be entertained. One way or the other. Not much has been happening. So it's safe to say, because of the lockdown. So it's safe to say that the biggest entertainment story in the last couple of weeks has been this Cynthia Morgan saga. Yeah, it's officially a saga. <laughs> Damn. Look, I I feel a lot of ways and I feel strongly about a lot of the stuff that happened. Let me start with the the part that I didn't like. I didn't like the fact cuz there's no need to go over the entire story. I mean, everyone would have heard it by now, so there's no point. Let me not bore you with that. Now, uh, here's what I didn't like. I didn't like the fact that one she wasn't in an interview and she told half truths. I mean, it's safe to say now. I mean, we can authoritatively say that she gave us half truths. And yes, a lot of us fell for it. And that's the part that I didn't like too. The part that Nigerians, we didn't wait to hear the full story. We acted like there's always only one side to a story. And then we, we came to a conclusion after just hearing one side of a story and went on Twitter, on social media, whatever platforms we had. Even people who are in the entertainment business, like OAPs and artists and people generally, just fucking went nuts after hearing just one side of a story. I didn't think that was fair. Put yourself in the position of a record label or a manager. And an artist goes to the public and spews shit about you that's not true. And you didn't even get a chance to say your piece. And then people just start casting aspersions and start calling you names and shit. We even had a case... Of an artist, Mr. 2K, going on Twitter and calling his former record label boss evil. It's disappointing, bro. It's disappointing. Those two things I didn't like. The third thing I didn't like was the fact that, once again, it's in the glare in the limelight for all of us to see that as a people we have no regard for contracts it's a bad look as a people it reflects badly on all of us it just goes to show that in our business dealings we are not completely honest or we are just straight up dishonest and that's sad because, you know, we point fingers at the government for being dishonest. We point fingers at our leaders for not being fair to us. But look at that story. Was that fair? Was that completely honest? No, it wasn't. So we, as a people, need to be a lot more honest. We need to learn to be more honest. Honest. 
because it pays to be honest at all times. In your day-to-day lives or our lives, in our daily dealings with one another, because it starts at that level, at the family level, to the society, to the um, places of work, all of that shit counts. So it just goes to show that we have character flaws as a people that we need to work on. I'm not saying that anyone elsewhere is perfect. No, that's not what I'm saying. But when it happens repeatedly, it just begins to just make us look like a bunch of dishonest people. Because after the story, we now heard Jude side who signed her to not side. And then we now heard Joy side, who was the manager, even before Jude came into the picture. And I am very sure that not everything was even said. That if we actually have all the information, we'll probably be very mad right now at some people. And I'm I'm not going to say Cynthia was, you know, the, the worst person ever. No, that's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying that from what Joyce said, there's probably a lot more that we are not even aware of. So a couple of days ago, an apology came out. From Cynthia's side. Stating how well she didn't quite. You know do right. By them completely. And she basically just. Owned her side of the shit. Very respectable. And honorable thing to do. When you're called out. And you see your faults. Because maybe sometimes when you're involved in the situation. You might be blinded and not see your side. Maybe you need people to point out that side. Let's assume, for the sake of argument, that yeah, maybe she was blinded by emotions because she said she was emotional. Which was the same thing LD was tweeting about. And he was talking about how emotions should not have anything to do with business. Like if you sign a contract, it's a business. You just fucking honor it. Go check out LD's tweets. I'm talking LD the Don. So... When I saw the apology from Cynthia Morgan, I was a bit disappointed because, I mean, sis, you could have, you know, just come out to say, look, I'm in a bad position right now. My situation is really not that good. I could use some assistance. I mean, you're Cynthia Morgan. I am sure a lot of record labels would have come out to say, you know what, we want to work with you because the talent is there. You're documented as a fucking talented lady. And hey, I need some help. I, I mean, I'm available to sign a record deal or for an investor. And I'm, I'm ready to go into a partnership with anyone. Look, I got hits in the talk. And I just don't have the wherewithal to put them out now. Because my situation with my former record label... Eh, it's not very good and we have unresolved issues and I just want to move on with my career. It's, I would have said that. You know, and I think that's the right thing to have done and not drag 
people and make people look like villains only for us to now find out that, honey, you were not exactly a saint yourself. So I kind of felt bad about that. And 2K also apologized for his tweets saying he probably used the wrong choice of words. Yes, you did, brother. Yes, you did. So basically, it was all very disappointing. And I'm just going to say this as, as a people and for the benefit of artists in this country, lots of talented folks out here. How many times have we seen it? YC, Vector, Keys Daniel. Maydi, just a couple of names come to my mind right now. And yes, their situations might not be the same. But the bottom line is artists versus labels. It's not a good look. If you're an artist, don't sign a contract if you're not sure. Get a lawyer to interpret those contracts. And if you want to opt out of a contract, there's a procedure, there's a process. Just follow the right process. And get it done. People leave their contracts all the time. It's nothing new. It's part of the business. And as artists, we tend to forget that it's a business. You know, because I understand it's your art. And artists guard their arts jealously. And they have an attachment to their creation. I totally get that. I'm a bit of a creative myself. And I know not everyone can take criticism very well. And when things don't go exactly how we pictured it in our heads and in our minds, we tend to, you know, act a little crazy sometimes and not see the full picture. But it's called entertainment business. So it's not just entertainment for the label. It's a business. You have to understand that. And the best artists are the ones that understand that entertainment is a business. Jay-Z is a good example. Didi is another good example. These guys didn't just entertain us. They also understood the business. So that's why these people can champion things like own your publishing. Um, that's why Jay-Z can float title. You know, things like that. It's because they understand that there's a side to this game and it's called the business side. So let's not just be carried away with emotions all the time. Let's be dispassionate. Let's just try as much as we can to respect the business. Because without the business, it makes it really hard for up-and-coming ads to get signed. Because people don't want to invest. Because they, they start looking at artists as being really, really unstable people who are incapable of being rational. That's the truth. So your actions today will affect someone else. It has a domino effect. So don't say, yo, it's me, it's my career, it's my life, so fuck everybody else. That's the that's fucking wrong approach. And we know of people whose careers have ended because they didn't respect contracts. Still this day, they disappeared. Like when Kano snapped his fingers. You know? So let's not forget that it's a business. It's crucial to remember that. So, uh, and there's no need to overflood that. It's no longer news, so I'm just going to leave it there. Okay, still with entertainment, man. Boy. Man, this, this one hit me hard, though. 
<laughs> this this one I, I didn't see this one coming at all so uh, pardon me if I sound a little shocked but boy it took me on away <laughs> so Christian singer Jonathan Stingard says he no longer believes in God yeah let that sink in the leader or the frontman of a Christian rock band, Hulk Nelson, has revealed that he no longer believes in G-O-D. He put it out on his Instagram account and he said he's been struggling with this for a very long time now. But he, dis- he, he just felt like this is the perfect time, to be honest. And... Um, Considering the fact that the bank is on a hiatus, no one is touring, no one is, you know, making any music together and shit like that. Everybody's in their houses. So um, he decided, you know, this is the best time to actually say what's been on my mind, according to him. He no longer believes that there is a God. This is a big one. However you look at it, However you choose to look at it, man, it's a, it's a big deal. He said he's been telling close friends for a while now that he's losing his religion. Religion is losing me. It's going. <laughs> Yo, I know it's not funny, but fuck. How do you go from being a leader of a rock, Christian rock band to not believing in God anymore completely. Bro, man, I was surprised. He said he's been terrified to post this for a while, but it feels like it's time for him to be honest. And I hope this is not the end of the conversation, but the beginning. Oh boy. <laughs> Bro, this is definitely the beginning. <laughs> you think you're just going to wake up and tell us you no longer believe in God and we're just going to be like, okay. Brother. This is the beginning because that shit doesn't happen every day. People don't just wake up and say, yo, we don't believe in God anymore. Now, after growing up a Christian, according to him, and I'm reading his post, being a pastor's kid, playing and singing in a Christian band and having the word Christian in front of most of the things in my life, I am now finding that I no longer believe in God. Bro, you did. this is not an explanation, bro. <laughs> like, how do you go from, you know, being a pastor's kid, being a Christian, playing in a Christian band, and then to just not believing in God no more? No. And I'm not saying that you're wrong. he's wrong or anything. I'm not judging, but I'm just saying that that post didn't quite well cost through the process of going from a Christian to being an atheist. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, listen, why I'm saying this is because normally, you know, you will hear... Or I would expect that. Okay, so all my life I've been a Christian kid, love church, blah, blah, blah. Uh, But when this happened to me, I was like, yo, why is coronavirus killing so many people? Why did corona kill all the people that I love? Shit like that. And, And then I prayed and I prayed and you didn't answer me. Oh, God, where are thou? Because, you know, even in the Bible, I'm sure someone has asked that question. Like, God, where are you? (laughs) But, you know, 
his wasn't even like that. It was just like, I think it just went straight from, yeah, being a Christian to, okay, I no longer believe in, bro, that's not the natural progression. <laughs> you know, normally that isn't the natural progression. So, okay. And hey, I'm not even making fun of this guy, but yo, some shit is just funny. Uh, he further wrote, let me read some more. The last few words of that sentence were hard to write. I can imagine. <laughs> I mean, I know a lot of people think this. Let's not pretend. No, let's not pretend. Don't pretend you've never doubted whether there's a God. So let's not even start being judgmental and being, you know, high horsed. <laughs> you know, let's calm down. I'm sure there's been times in your life everyone goes to those valleys, as they say. And then things don't happen and you feel you've done all the things that you need to do as a person. You just need that little luck or that little supernatural help to get you to the next level or to get you out of that valley. And help just didn't come the way you had, you know, anticipated or expected. So, yes, understandably so. A lot of us may have thought it and said at some point, ah. So, yeah, I can understand and I can relate to that part where he says it was hard to write. And he continues, I still find myself wanting to soften that statement by wording it differently or less specifically, but it wouldn't be so true. Bro, yes, you could have worded it differently. (laughs) A week from now, if you revisit that post, Jonathan, I'm sure you'd have probably found a way to, you know, just say, like, I mean, if I were him... I probably would say, and of course, this is just me, doesn't have to do it like me, but because of how, you know, uncertain your feeling, you could say, yo, I'm having doubts at the moment. I am not so sure anymore. Yeah, I think uh, that would have been a little bit more palatable because just in case, what if God is real? (laughs) Yo, you fucking think about that shit for a minute, right? Like, what if? What if, though? I mean, it could be a 0.000.1%. But what if it is real? There's something called reasonable doubt, yes? And then there's also something they call beyond reasonable doubt. Exactly, that's what I wanted to say. Beyond reasonable doubt. Like, you cannot. <laughs> I don't think. Like, if you know so much that you can just wake up and just categorically say that, uh, nah, I, for real, now nah, I know there's no, no, come on, bro. Like, there will always be that, especially if you grew up in a household where Christianity is, you know, part of it and the values of Christianity have been instilled in you from such a young age. Why don't you just leave a little room for doubt and say, okay, well, right now I'm at a bit of a crossroads. <laughs> uh, my faith is not exactly where it was. Yeah, right. I, I probably would have said th- something like that rather than just because, I mean, what if there is God? <laughs> Yo, man, that shit is just funny to me. And I don't know why I'm laughing, but fuck, man. I thought that shit was funny. <laughs> So, well, 
on a on a very positive note, I I need to celebrate my people. Yep. Contrary to the narrative, Africans are very smart. That's something you're gonna be hearing a lot on this podcast, and I I I do not apologize for that. I am such a pan-African person. I am so, so pro-African. My bias for Africa is going to be sipping through. And I'm just going to let it fucking flood the podcast. Every other fucking edition. You know why? Because we have been put down for so long. And uh, even our brothers in diaspora have been put down every day. Like literally put down. George Floyd comes to mind. Uh, I mean, it's 2020 and those those racists over there are still killing black people like, like this was 1604 or something. It's just fucking sad, isn't it? You know, that a, a society that is supposed to be like, you know, a world power and everything that comes with being such a superpower in the world. You'd expect that they'll be a little bit more civilized and, you know, treat people better. This is not to say we don't have the same problems here. SARS is still killing people over here. And uh, extrajudicial killings happen every day. And herdsmen are killing people here every day. Like the story out of Kaduna and those images, very sad. We have our own problems, I know. You know, but we are called a third world country. And we still have a long way to go in terms of fixing some of the problems that we have. And yes, SARS is one of those things that needs to be fixed. That whole law needs to be looked into. And the way that they operate and what they can and can't do. And ensuring that human rights is protected at all times is something that we as a country obviously have failed to do. And we still have a long way to go in terms of tackling that and ensuring that human rights is protected in Nigeria. Yes, we're far from getting it right. Recently, uh, someone, a poet, no, not a poet, a journalist wrote a poem. I actually um, saw the poem yesterday. It's on YouTube. And the poem really said some things about Lai Mohammed, the Minister of Information. And some of the things... In that poem, uh, everybody will feel bad if they're called an animal and, you know, called all kinds of names and, you know, basically just disrespected. I totally get that. But here's the thing that I don't like and I don't get about that story. If someone slanders you, we have courts. Why do you lock the person up? Why can't you just fucking sue the person? Why do people in power act like they are above the law? That shit don't make any sense. You cannot be in government and a government that is in place only because the laws recognize that you are in place. (laughs) Do you understand? The constitutional authority that puts you there is the same constitutional authority that protects the rights of every citizen, right? So it's just backwards. And it looks like madness when 
someone who is riding on the power of the constitution decides to just fucking take away someone else's rights because they can it doesn't make any sense it's just lawless for in my opinion for someone to just be locked up without trial and without being sued and without the necessary procedure you know because I heard that he's been in detention. That's what the newspapers are saying. And the reports online say the same thing, that he's been incarcerated for however long now. I haven't had received any updates on that, but I think um, as a people, we should make some more noise about that. And not to say you have the right to go around insulting people or slandering people, but even when you slander people, there is a process. Even when you murder someone, there is a process. <laughs> I mean, we still have people uh, who clearly have done terrible things. Kidnappers who were put through the process, went to court, still going to court. So how is it that you just detain a civilian who hasn't Really, all he has done is maybe defame you or slander you. And I'm not making light of that, but I think the person deserves the right to fair hearing. And that's something we don't see enough. And that's why we still have extrajudicial killings and shit like that happening. And it's a terrible thing. It is indeed a terrible thing. But I digress. I started by saying I'm proud of us. As Africans, reason is because, you know what, we really do not get the credit that we deserve from the rest of the world. So when I come across things like this particular story about how yam, yam extracts, extracts can be used in the curing of or treatment of breast cancer, I am totally, totally overjoyed. Now, the study was conducted by Dr. Joy Ifunanya Odimegu and Professor Olukemi Abiodun of the Department of Pharmacology, Faculty of Pharmacy, University of Lagos. It's been published. Now, the results obviously show that these yam extracts can help in the treatment of tumors associated with breast cancer. I think that is a great thing and should be applauded. Goes back to what I said earlier. We need to start going as organic as possible. The temptation when you walk into a mall is overpowering sometimes. See all these wonderfully packaged items with preservatives in them. I was telling my colleagues yesterday, we were sipping on a soda and I was saying to them, you know what, this shit is like, Tons of sugar in this thing. We could have natural honey and mix this thing with water and it will probably taste better. All we have to do is refrigerate it. I would rather drink that because there's no side effects. It, it, in fact, it's even good for me. But we've been programmed for so long and we need to unlearn some of these things. So we need to go back to being organic as much as we can. There's nothing wrong with being organic. Just try to go the natural route and stay away from the synthetic stuff as much as you can. 
This is what's going to prolong your life and make you healthy. Think about that. This is a, a, a decision that I'm making personally. So I'm just sharing it. I mean, you can fucking hit me back and tell me your thoughts on it. It's fine. And I'm not saying you should not keep eating all that fucking shit that they put on counters with preservatives on it. Or in it. I'm just saying, think about it. The natural route. It's worth considering. If it were not that hard, I would be a vegetarian. (laughs) But it's so fucking hard, bro. It's hard. And I truly respect everyone who's a vegetarian and who's keeping it natural. Because I know it's hard. But if we decide to go that route. Or even if we don't go that route completely, like to the extreme. How about we try to infuse a lot more of that into our diet. And just say no to some of the things that we're taking right now. Our healthcare system is not, it's not great. It can't really support us if we develop terminal illnesses because of things that we could have just said no to. You know, the natural route all the time, people. I'm just saying. I'm just saying, man. Think about it. Okay, so yeah, on the last segment of the show... I'm basically going to go into music and movies. Yeah, that's right. Movies and music to expect this weekend and basically just help you with your search in case you're wondering what you should be listening to this weekend. To bring you up to speed with what came out, Vector and Mastercraft put out a fantastic EP. You should totally go check it out. It starts off really sober, mellow and almost melancholic, but it picks up. Two bangers in there with DJs and Neptune is one of those DJs. Uh, They have a pretty decent song on there as well that's going to do well on radio and in the clubs. So if you're that kind of person and you don't have two left feet like me, you can totally dance and vibe to that one. But my favorite on that EP is Blessed. Now, it's really cool, mellow, and it's not that hyped shit. But I liked that side of Vector. The side that can really sing... And also go in and out of the rap and talk about some really meaningful shit. This album is deep. This EP, I beg your pardon, is, is pretty deep. It touches on some subjects about his personal life and personal struggles. And there's all, always going to be that playful side of Vector. You know Vector likes to play. <laughs> so, yeah, he puts, a, he puts a couple of songs on there for, for the ladies and the guys who like to dance and party and shit. It's a decent tight body of work go check it out the beats are fantastic you can't fucking knock any of the beats beats are great rapping is top tier as usual brings his singing game bro the boy can sing man respect and jesse jags also has a new ep out it's called garba g-a-r-b-a literally those are the tracks on it (laughs) and it's released on jags entertainment jags nation imprint so that's a good thing the boy is making moves fantastic he reps his j-town hometown hard on this one talks a lot about j-town but you know jesse jags is always going to be very abstract with the rap so don't take everything you hear on jesse jags albums or his body of work literally i'm telling you because if you listen to that eight track you're gonna be like "Ah, is he really talking about his parents on this yeah i didn't take that literally when i heard it because I mean, it has to be some kind of metaphor for something. 
it's got to be another meaning to it. Because, I mean, from what we know about them, they, they had, um, by them I mean him and Emma, they pretty much had a stable childhood, right? So, but he says a couple of shit on there that, eh, might just seem a bit, uh, don't worry about that. I don't think it's literal. The album is very, very mellow all through. But the rapping is top tier from Jesse Jags as usual. Like, if you're a Jesse Jags fan, I'm sure you're going like, whoa, let me go check that out. Yeah, go check it out. You won't be disappointed. You might not really fuck with the Afrobeat song so much. I don't think that's his strongest suit. I, I really don't... I don't... I, I don't want to say I don't like him on Afrobeat. But... I like him when he's rapping because his cadence and his flow is out of this world. Very few people can touch him. And his voice, Jesse Jags is one of my favorites. I've always said that. So I really do like this EP. I like the, the mood. I mean, it's not the kind of EP you play for every occasion. But, you know, when you're just on your own vibing or driving, this is the kind of music that's not going to stimulate you unnecessarily. So it's, it, it's pretty decent. New music also from Freddie Gibbs and Alchemist. I love that duo. Whenever they put out projects, I fuck with it heavy because they've released a couple of projects in the past. If you're a hip-hop fan, you probably have heard some of their works in the past. And it's always great. Alchemist, one of the best producers ever. His beats out of this world. Freddie Gibbs can really go hard and you know he comes with that, you know, that drug dealer vibe and he just spits hard on on those instrumentals so i'm expecting this is going to be great i haven't heard it but i will after now the one i heard and that excited me the most is joel Ortiz and king crooked both of them members of slaughterhouse they got together on this project and they did a fantastic job you would expect that on a project like this the beats might be a little too Hardcore, but the beats are very pleasant to the ears. I didn't expect the kind of beat selection that the, that I heard. So first listen this morning, I thought it was a pretty decent EP. Oh, I beg your pardon, album. So yeah, go listen to that. Uh, it's got a lot of great songs on there. The melodies are just wild. They, they had hooks. They, they made music. That's the way to put it. They made music. And if you're looking for bars... Like real bars. You know King Crooked is always going to bring top tier bars. You know Joel Ortiz is going to give you double entendres. Yeah, the kind of shit that we hip-hop fans listen to and we go like, yeah, that's the shit. Not that fucking ringtone shit. So if you're looking for good rap music, there you go. Movies. Um, We're going to keep it Hollywood. <laughs> now, Living in Bondage, uh, Breaking Free, streaming on Netflix. So if you haven't, go check it out. For Africa Day, Netflix has a lot of great uh, movies in the lineup. Living in Bondage, October 1st, I haven't seen. Lionheart, I have seen. Uh, Love is War, I haven't seen. Chief Daddy, I haven't seen. The Setup, I haven't seen. 93 Days, I have seen. King of Boys, I have seen. The Wedding Party, I didn't see, but Banky W is on there. Uh, Merry Men, The Real Yoruba Demons, I haven't seen, but that title... Got me curious. I'm totally going to go check it out. Plus, Blood and Water is also streaming. So, if you haven't seen those, totally go check that out this weekend if you love Nollywood. Even if you're not a big Nollywood fan, why don't you just give it a fucking try? I'm going to try. I'm not big on Nollywood either, but I'm just going to try and stream a couple of those. 
because, uh, you know, my, 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 my wife was telling me, you know, Living in Bondage, Breaking Free was a really decent movie. She actually went to the theaters to watch it when it came out. So, yo, I'm going to give it a try. I'm going to fucking go check it out. But on a final note, don't throw caution to the wind this weekend. I know it's Friday. People are just going to go fucking have fun and forget that there's coronavirus. Don't fucking do that. The hotels will be open, but be responsible because if you expose yourself and you act reckless, you put your family and your friends in mean danger. And I do not fucking like being put in danger. Yeah, so fucking act right. Okay, be responsible and do the right thing. Have a blast this weekend. And I'll see you next week. On that note, thank you so much for taking time out to check how to get away with slander. And please subscribe, share, download, comment. Let me know what you think of the podcast. Should I fucking give this up or should I continue? Let me know, man. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. Love you. I'm out. Yeah.